Hello and welcome to the Power Chat Form episode one. So this is a new show that I've created and the idea is to bring in a couple of my favourite people from the community to just have a chat on this week's or this month's whatever whichever way we're going to do this uh this week month's uh show we have joe griffin joe is a staple in the dynamics community he's talked at probably nearly every ug in the uk uh, and abroad as well he's been uh, he's been doing the miles so we have joe griffin with us also with us we have malin donoso martinez uh apologies for the butchering of that pronunciation. Uh, you all know Malin as the talent MVP, but she is much more than that to me. Uh, I met her last year and I've become good friends with her. She is a wealth of information about the Power Platform as well as HR uh, that killed talent. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for such having a, me. Such a fantastic introduction. I need you permanently on my side all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be your permanent hype man going around introducing you into places. Yeah, so. let's just do that. Yep. Yeah, that'll work. Do a little fun yeah. first, I sort of think. This is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I thought I would hand uh, hand it over to both of you to uh, give a bit more of an introduction. So Malin, ladies first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, I am currently the head of Dynamics 365 at a, a company in Norway called Noit. So we have just started uh, doing CRM and I started in January. So I am congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and we are building up a dynamics department there or a CRM department, but we already have uh, some Salesforce consultants. Ooh, mm -hmm. dirty word. <laughs> like yeah, so uh, so far I'm um, I'm uh, working on getting more Dynamics consultants and taking over the whole thing. <laughs> That's, yeah, go in, then be. take over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm located in Norway uh, right now, so uh, which is great. Yeah, I've never been to Norway. Is it nice? Is it scenic? Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. I can attest to that. Uh, so, uh, Joe's here for the yeah. Dynamics Saturday. In August. Yeah. yeah. I've not, so it's, it's on that list of places to go. So it's like Finland, Sweden, Norway, and just kind of like travel around to Russia at some point. But uh, I need to, need to get my uh, travel boots on and start going. So. Yeah. You should uh, submit for the Nordic Summit. I have done. I have done. Yeah. I just need to uh, send some uh, some bribes to Miss Sarva Lagerquist um, to try and, get, try and get in on that. Oh, I think another one. Is that the Swedish Summit? Nordic Summit? Nordic Summit. Oh, it's it's, uh, Sarah, Jonas, Gustav, Katrina, myself, Thomas, Marius, Guro, Ida, uh, Antti, and Yuka. And okay. Magnus from uh, Denmark. So I have a lot of bribes that I need to yes, send out. Okay. <laughs> right, right. So we'll see who uh, who bribes the most people. They get it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, do you know I've always liked you, Malin. You've been <laughs> always one of my favourite people. Well, you you've started out good, so yeah. so far you're on my good side. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how I get on. Uh, and Joe, uh, how about you? How did you? Uh, what are you up to? Who are you? Where are you from? Tell yes. us everything. 
So as Matt said, my name's Joe. Um, I am co-founder and sort of lead consultant, quite a few hats, but uh, yeah, so I sort of basically run a small um, Microsoft Gold partner based in the northwest of the UK. So um, we do quite a lot across the business application space. So quite a bit of Power BI, um, Commodore Service, Dynamics, things like that. A lot of Azure, uh, dabble in .NET stuff as well. Um, still like doing a bit of SQL occasionally, and I'm a good boy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we so we just we just basically just do consultancy and managed services across the board of that. So in terms of what I do on a day to day basis, it can sort of vary from, you know, sort of doing consultancy, building Power Apps portals to updating websites to maybe writing a bit of SQL code. So quite varied, but it's uh, interesting, really interesting. Yeah, I I've always found that about you. You're one of the most varied people that I know in terms of your breadth of knowledge and skills. I've like personally you know referenced your blogs on on several occasions first time on like Power BI but then on licensing and then on <laughs> Dynamics and then on SQL and you know all sorts you just you have your finger in so many pies. I just I just can't focus. I'm like a, I'm like a little I'm like a little child just sort of yeah. running about, just sort of going, oh yeah, sure, I love you. Best thing is your best thing. Oh, best thing we have that body now. Oh look, power apps over there. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just Ooh, new shiny things. New shiny things. Yeah, shiny things, shiny things. Oh. But I just can't focus. So I'm always flitting the brass and stuff like that. So it's it has its pros and cons, shall we say. Yeah, you're like a magpie. Just uh, a new shiny thing comes along. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> Joe, do, if you can hopefully just focus your attention a little bit for this uh, for this troll, I'd uh, I'd appreciate really <laughs> appreciate you not just wandering off. What's this over here? What's this? <laughs> if I could, Joe, if you were only to focus on one thing, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. One thing. Um... Hey, whose show is this? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm only kidding. This is see, this is perfect. See, I think I would be happy focusing on sort of dynamics or you know common data service model driven app sort of de development stuff because the good thing about that is you do get to stick your finger into quite a lot of different pies. You can be writing you know SQL Server reports one day, doing a bit of C sharp the next, doing some cool things with TypeScript and JavaScript <laughs> the next day. So you know dynamics is great for people, basically for people who just can't. Focus. We don't, focus. can't focus and <laughs> who are not experts at anything just go do dynamics yeah you'll be yeah. fine i do i do find that myself is that you know previously you could be a dynamics consultant and you'd focus on one thing which was you know dynamics crm as it was and these days like okay i'm a dynamics consultant but i need to build a canvas app for you know something and then i need to build um, a power bi dashboard for something else and i need to build a power automate flow for something else they're, they themselves, they seem like they're uh, they're magpies, and we just need to kind of be a, a master of of everything now in the platform. And that's the one of the hardest things I think for anyone coming into this to to figure out and do. So, and that's not speaking about the different uh, applications. Yes, absolutely. We focusing on sales, customer service, marketing, HR, ERP. What are you doing? Yeah. And if you if you look at like the release notes for things, um, so right now we're recording this just before uh, wave one um, for 2020 is supposed to be coming out. And if you look at the release notes for those, they say, oh, you've got this feature and you've got this feature. And what they don't tell you is the feature for one is not available in the feature for the other. So we're kind of used to understanding like dynamics as a whole, but now things are very you know modular. So the same same things that you get in sales 
is not the same things you do in customer service. It's not the same things you do in field service. So it's like there's a little bit of inconsistency across the board. So we have to all be all be smart about those things. So yeah. the thing about and the find good blogs to read. Yeah. Yes. How how long have you been blogging for, Joe? It feels like years. I think I originally started back in 2015. Yeah. Um, so 2015 back in about so so because I did some blogging previously. I did like a really crappy blog about popular culture items or something like that. It's it's it, it's on there on the internet if you want to find it. Um, I, I I give you no guarantees towards its quality or, <laughs> or you know. Is relevance. it fan fiction? No, no. It was more like so. I took a thing like um, like there was like this jigsaw puzzle that um, that I had as a kid. Yeah. It was like one in a series of basically like you know colourful cartoony maps of places. Like so, there's one of the UK, I think there's one of Scandinavia, Europe, all that sort of stuff. So I just did a blog post on that. It was just a cool wow. thing from the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. So originally I did that when I was at uni, and then I just sort of always had a bit of an itch to do a bit of writing. So I sort of said, okay, right, I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to do a blog post a week minimum and then since then it's just been yeah so so that was 2015 so you've been doing a blog post a week every week for five for this is your fifth year it will be it might be 16 actually because I get lost when I first got into dynamics it was something like um when was it the first version I played with was or I trained on sorry was dynamics 2015 yeah just before the release r2 which sort of changed the whole site map yeah if you sort of, if you sort of vaguely remember back in the days yeah that's why <laughs> i get scroll all the way across yeah but then you go you you go even further about that because you started out in 2011 didn't you back version four version um, four. yeah yeah i just i just about staped that version three um version four quickly followed by 2011 um i think it was i think it was even 2011 online as well so it's one of the first crm online instances so you, you were literally bleeding cutting edge yeah. in 2011 terms at least yeah so but yeah, I, I started as a uh, as a user in 2011 Oh wow! Yeah, so that was my first serum product project. That was as a user, a super user, or I was supposed to just be a user. And then I came back from holidays and joined the first meeting. And they had done. It wasn't an optimal project to say that. Yeah. Uh, so I came in and say, "Oh, we don't do it like that," and "Oh, we don't." It was they they listened to some people in management and hadn't included the actual users. Which we all know is a big problem in any project. Yes. So that is why I never, ever do projects where just management is involved. I won't do it because I know how horribly wrong it goes. Yeah. 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 So uh, I started on Prem uh, 2011 as a user. Yeah. Yep. And, then, and then no stopping you from there. So so take me through the timeline. So 2011 on-prem, super user. Did yep. you work your way up in that organization or did you take the jump and just go, do you know what, I reckon I can do this? No, it was actually our consultant uh, that said to us uh, from the company um, yeah. implementing it, they came up and said to me, have you ever considered being a CRM consultant? Wow. Yeah, and I said, no, I haven't, because I was supposed to do marketing. <laughs> and <laughs> this isn't it. And he said, well, you should think about it. And I did, and I think the week after, 
two uh, headhunters called me for two different CRM consultant jobs. And I was like, well, it's faith, so I'll just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And now you are head of a dynamic CE practice. Yes. So wow. that's about six years ago since I started. Wow. That's yes. very impressive. This is how far you can get with this amazing platform. Yes, yeah. exactly. And when you just obsess a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah, obsession yeah, is good. I like obsession. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I um, I talked uh, to someone yesterday uh, about this and saying we probably all are a bit crazy in this community because we over obsess about everything and we don't do things halfway. We go all out yeah. every time. Yeah, but we, that's fun. Yeah, I, I think when you look at some of us in the community, you can definitely tell that we're all a little bit crazy. Yep. Um, I don't think you can do this job and be completely sane. Yep. So, I mean, I know for me, like I, I tend to figure out solutions to problems right as I'm about to go to sleep. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then they're like, I have to write this down before I forget how to do this thing in the morning. That, that was the reason for starting my blog is to, to try and remember things that I did again. So, yeah. But you have quite a, a good blog, blogging accolade don't, accolade, don't you, Marlon? You uh, did, what was it, one blog post every every day or every work day for six every months? Work day. Every work yeah, day. Six months. That's, yeah, I I can't, I, I, I just about manage two a month um, at that. So I can't imagine how focused you had to be to do one a day every work day. I can't either. <laughs> and it is every time I think about it, I just I cannot understand how I did that. Because uh, that was full time working, and I had a two year old kid at home. Uh, so from the time I got home from work until he was in bed, I didn't do any work or any blogging, anything. I yeah. it was he was my time. Yeah. Uh, so I it. it was a lot of late evenings and a lot of working and a lot of um, weekends doing yes. blog posts. Um, yeah. And but people always ask me, well, how did you think of the content? That much? That was really easy. That yeah. was just the the certification and going through every part of the certification. Yeah. So that just came along, uh, and then you have the but why did you do it? Um, Fredrik Sattra, my contact person on talent in Microsoft Norway, he's a former uh, AX MVP. Uh, he said that for him, he started his journey just by blogging one day every month. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I challenge you to do that because it's hard work. And I said, mm, okay, I can do that. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> just you knocked it out of the park instead. Yeah. And then when I was done with a month, I was like, well, this isn't too hard. I I could just keep going and I can just see how far I've come. Yeah. And then when it started to, because this was from October to, well, just about March, April, I think. Uh, and I was like, okay, so around Christmas, well, I can't stop now. That would be too stupid. Yeah. It's not that far. Uh, I could just keep going. Yeah. And there were times when I was, Considering if I was sick or kid was sick or something like, okay, I could probably skip today 
And then the OCD kicks in and, no, you cannot. And I just, come in. So I would like quarter to 12, just typing one eye open and uh, publish and <laughs> got it, got it out there. So, um, well, it was, it was an impressive feat when I heard, uh, heard what you'd done. So you did, you did kind of lay the gauntlet down for other people out there. So it's kind of, I, I started my video series based on that idea um, yep. of doing one video every day for only 30 days. And I thought, you know what, that'll, that you know, won't be too bad. You know, I'll do one video, I'll do them in bulk. So I'll sit down and I won't record a video a day. I'll record like yep. 20 videos in a day and, you know, well, I didn't do 20 videos, but, you know. Um, <laughs> And then, and then by the time I recorded all the videos that I wanted to record, I was actually at like 35 or 40. So I was like, well, I've got these extra videos. They're just sat there. Let's just, let's just keep going and keep going. So um, I think from uh, in two days time, we'll be going into my sixth month of producing daily videos. So That's thank you. more impressive. So videos well, are harder work. <laughs> just black well have you seen this one like this is just three guys three people chat this will be an easy one to do so that's cheating, that. it's cheating there you can't yeah. do it a little bit a little bit cheating so yeah, yeah so that's yeah, impressive yeah so we've uh so we've heard malin's origin story joe um i've spoken to you in the past about how you got into this and i have this little theory that um you've heard of the six degrees of separation that everyone in the planet is separated by only six people, six social circles. There's a film about it with Will Smith, um, Donald Sutherland, I think, as well. Okay. And um, you were trained by, um, were you trained by Neil Parkhurst? No, the, trained I was by, trained by the very legendary, and he is legendary, Julian Sharp. Julian was... Sharp. So this is, this is what I mean, is that everyone I speak to in the dynamics world, at least in the UK, they were trained by either Julian or they were trained by Neil. And Julian trained Neil. So I, I think that if you connect any six people inside this community, you'll eventually get back to Julian at some stage because Julian is, seems to be the, <laughs> the oracle of all knowledge uh, yeah. in where it starts from. He's the super sensei. He really is. He just the, what he knows across the breadth of the platform and what he's done in terms of getting people to where they are today is just um, astounding. Really, um, you know. Yeah. So Julian, you know, really, you know, yeah. Deep respect. Deep so, respect. so you were um, trained by Julian, but how did you how did you get onto that? How did you figure out this was something you wanted to do? So I've always been sort of interested in IT, but in terms of the, my career and qualifications, it took me down a completely different direction into history. So I've got okay. a, a bachelor's and a master's degree in history, of all things. Anyway, it gets to work and find a job and stuff like that, taking a few sort of little odd jobs and stuff like that. And for me, what I always find is IT, it always seems to be something that you just fall into. And it generally is because you are that one person that one day who, when somebody says, oh, I've got an issue with the printer, you're the one who just goes over, turns it off, turns it back on. Oh, it's working. Right, you're the IT guy now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So started off with that. I'd always been interested in computers, stuff like that. I went off and did quite a bit more um, at the time with SQL. So lots of SQL, a uh, bit of C-sharp, bit of PowerShell as well. And then the business I was working for at the time, sort of end user, we decided, okay, we're going to implement Dynamics CRM. Um, so went off with the training course. And for me, it really stuck because with the SQL background, it all made sense really quickly, understood it. Yeah. Um, 
it actually when it came to the exams and things like that I was actually passing and it was one of the first um, courses where I'd actually passed a Microsoft exam for the first time so oh. that obviously makes you confidence starts blowing up a bit so <laughs> thinking, oh, oh yeah I can do this type thing um, so obviously we invented um, Dynamics Theorem internally the place like that I then went off and did various jobs went, went to work for a another gold partner went back to an end user um, and now it, fortunately in a position now where I can actually okay well you know I know how great Dynamics 365 is I know how great the power platform is um, let's try and help other organizations who are trying to struggling with it or want to get the best out of it get them to a capable point with it and really start to leverage the benefits they can deliver so yeah interesting journey but like I say like you've said earlier it's, it's you know very much sort of touching around playing with lots of different things um, which for yeah. me I, quite, I find I find really enjoyable. Yeah, I mean that that's the one thing I would say about you is that you just seem to have so like a such a breadth of knowledge about everything, not even just Microsoft but other products as well. Um, one of my um, uh, one of my colleagues is our is I think his title is like senior BI consultant, and he splits his time between Power BI and what's called Click. Uh, or click sense or click something or other um and um i said to him that uh i was doing you were going to be presenting at rug so me and joe run the dynamics 365 ug out of uh, manchester uh, and, Matt, when's our next meeting for that by the way uh the next meeting for that is on the 23rd of april wow that's really soon it is really soon <laughs> do we have an amazing line of speakers yet we do have an amazing line of speakers. We have uh, the wonderful and amazing uh, Emma Darcy. Um, she is going to be talking on all things uh, UCI and custom controls. Just so she's been doing an excellent blog series on that. Uh, and we also have uh, a gentleman I'll butcher this name, Artur Zelinski. Artur Zelinski. Yeah, sorry, Arthur. we'll go with that. Sorry, Arthur, <laughs> we apologise. Uh, he's going to be talking on um, making your, was it making a, your dynamics more uh, conversational? Uh, so working with chatbots and the bot framework that Microsoft have um, to uh, to bring everything to life. And we may have a sneaky session at the end, uh, which is a panel session, which is the Ask the Audience, where you can ask us any question. And from our lineup, we will try and do our best to answer it. Uh, and let hilarity ensue. But you know, how can I attend such a wonderful event from the comfort of my own home, though? Well, <laughs> it's good that you asked. Uh, it will be a free online virtual event. Um, so I think the current plan is to use uh, Teams events. Uh, all the details TBC, but registration and links should go out shortly if they haven't already by the time this video airs. Heard it here first. Yes. So, anyway, sorry but, that was a, that was a useful but, segue. But anyway, it was you know. <laughs> Can you can you come on all these podcasts and just like prompt me for stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not your hype man bringing you into rooms. Can you just like prompt me for certain things that I need? You, you keep introducing me so well, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, anyway, so a colleague of mine is a BI consultant, um, and I said to him, "Oh, if you're interested, I know like my my colleague on the the UG committee is going to give a talk on Power BI and how you can use it in Dynamics, and it's a lot of the work that we're going through." Uh, and he said, oh, like, who is it? And I said, oh, it's Joe Griffin. He's like, the CRM chap. And I was like, yeah. And I thought, 
isn't that strange that someone that does Power BI and like click mainly knows who Joe is? Um, and I was like, you should come down because he's from Newcastle. I said, you should come down for the night. You know, the the company will pay you fair. Um, you can come down, you know, have the meeting and and you know meet Joe. And he's like, oh no, you, you can't meet your heroes. That's one. <laughs> that's one thing you can't do. So. Yeah. Um, so, so far, I, don't, yeah, I, don't know, I thought it was nice as well. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. That's really nice. But right. I mean, <laughs> but I think going going back to your earlier point in terms of obviously, you know, mentioned already, I do lots of different stuff. So not necessarily like a core subject matter expert in, let's say, you know, Power BI, let's say, for example. But I think when you look at, so I was at an Agile course a few last year, I think it was. And I don't know if anybody who is not aware of it, what they sort of teach in Agile when it comes to uh, the, you know, the types of teams that you should have in place. It talks about this concept of pillars. So within your team, you should ideally have uh, individuals who are multi-pillared in terms of their skill set, because there's going to be more benefits as part of the project, as part of the business when you've got those people in the in the place. You know, so if, so you know, it's all well and good having, let's say, one person who's got you know a massive pillar in you know .NET development, but if their other pillars are low or non-existent there's not going to be any benefit to them. So therefore, I think it's a good lesson, I guess, more generally for IT, but certainly for working with cloud solutions for Microsoft, except early on that you're only ever going to be at that level or this sort of level pillar-wise across the board. Don't focus on being a complete expert in one area. You'll get yourself burned because things are changing so rapidly. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Marley. <laughs> well, no, this, this is an interesting point, actually, because sure. perhaps you could shed some light on that because there have been some changes in HR, haven't there? So I just wonder whether, you know, how, how has that been as a transition then in terms of, um, you know, obviously acclimatizing yourself to the new way of doing things? Because I, I, it's a bit different for me because I started out in CRM and I have the marketing background. Mm. So since I started as a consultant in 2014, I, I worked with sales and customer service and click dimensions. So I've always done all, all of that. Uh, and HR just came hmm, by chance on me into, well, quite exactly two years ago. And there weren't any content out there. So I just thought, well, then I could just create it and have it more like my mind map. And what do I wonder about? What would I like to read about in the blog? Uh, so I will I still keep up to date on the other dynamics products. So I, I think I've I have a quite an efficient level. And of course, on Power Apps and Power Virtual Agent and Flow and everything, I try to just touch in a bit on everything. So I think my pillars are. are You've got good pillars. Yeah. Your yeah. Pillars and are... I just have a massive spike <laughs> in one of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't, and that's like, you know, kind of, I'm going to add to that as well is that. I always find that even, yeah, you're right, you should have like a, a good breadth of knowledge because if you focus on one area solely, you may lose sight of other things. Yeah. But uh, but when you find something like HR or talent or, you know, even field, field service was a new thing that came out and PSA was a new thing that came out. Um, these are areas that, especially for people like us that come from a CRM background, it was never there before. So you know, finding out what that does and, and using it and stuff, it's always really useful, so. I guess the lesson that I would give to people is don't don't necessarily, don't obsess necessarily, don't um, be worried if you feel as if you're not like, you know, top tier level expert in one particular area. 
it's, it's literally impossible, particularly with the Power Platform. Just accept that, you know, you, you're going to have a really good time and a good overview of lots of different cool stuff. Dip in, dive into what you need to as and when the problem faces you, sort of hitting you in the face. Um, and you enjoy things more, you, you'll stress less because you're not having to worry about learning new stuff because you've got a new project coming up. Um, and ultimately, from a career standpoint, you, your skill set's going to be much well-rounded because you're proving to you, your clients and to the business and prospective employees just how versatile you are as a person. So Yeah, and don't stop in the dynamics or power platform sphere because I... I do a lot in, in Teams and I know Office 365 and like all the other connected parts. I've taken courses on PowerPoint and uh, like just explore everything yeah. just because it's great fun and you will always find a use for it. Yeah, I, I mean, I love I love learning um, and teaching. It's one of my, I think if I wasn't a consultant, I'd probably try and be a teacher. Um, Oh, yeah. No. Although no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a uh, like you know my sister's a teacher uh, and I have so much respect for teachers. I don't think I could probably do it with the kids, but like adults maybe you know training people. I think that's more my sort of thing. Adults adults, are... adults have more awkward questions usually, don't they? Very yeah. awkward questions sometimes. Adults so. are excuse my language often more dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to go that far, but yeah, that yeah. is out oh, there. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, some some people are worse than kids. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um, so I mean, like we like just trying to remember to your point, Joe. Um, all three of us are are speakers in the community. Um, all three of us run user groups and events for people to attend. Um, I think what you're saying, Joe, is is actually really valid. That a lot of people are worried that they don't know enough about something and therefore don't feel like they can speak on something. Yep. So um, I remember my, uh, you know, this is the first episode um, and we should probably talk about our firsts. So uh, my first time um, speaking, that is to get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, I'm looking at you, Marlon. Um, <laughs> so how, how my, dare you, Matt? No idea what you're talking no about. No idea. <laughs> so, so my first time um, submitting a session for, for an event, uh, I submitted, I think it was five sessions thinking maybe one of them will get chosen and three of them got chosen. And I thought, damn it, now I have to make three presentations and not just one. Um, and I remember that first, uh, that after I gave that first presentation, which was, um, I think it was on certifications. Um, and I remember walking out of the presentation and thinking, oh my God, what have I just done? And I bumped into Sarah Critchley um and i remember sarah saying to me hey dude you okay um because i must have been white as a sheet and i just <laughs> looked up at her and said fuck <laughs> uh, and she's like thanks i said no i've just given this presentation and i'm really weird and she's like just come with me and she like ushered me into a room where we went and sat and watched another presentation um and i just gave me like half an hour to kind of come down um, do you guys have like similar experiences when you gave your first presentation at a UG or was it a little less uh, intensive than my first time? I seem to have a habit of my demos crashing in spectacular fashion and then I end up no. doing then they end up sort really? of doing, yeah, and then they end up doing stupid things like um, somehow managing to throw my clicker in the air. It's smashing <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Surprisingly, though, whilst that happened, I did manage to continue talking 
until my brain caught up with me after I picked it up and, it, and my brain was sort of going like, Joe, do you realise you've just been talking whilst all that's gone on? What the hell is wrong with you? So, yeah, I've had I've had things like that. I think I think what I find is most people in the room want you to succeed. Yeah. So just relax. Yeah. And good time. Because I had my first presentation in Norway uh, was uh, at the UG here and uh, it was petrifying and but that was in Norwegian so yeah. I had some kind of like okay I'll Comfort level. well not really because it wasn't on HR and uh, oh, yeah right. uh, and it was I think in December in 2018 so I really didn't have much experience in it uh, and uh, my next presentation was in the user group summit in Amsterdam. That was scary. Uh, yes, that was quite scary. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it went okay. The, the only thing was the room was so freezing cold. So I was like, I hadn't any finger feeling and it was just oh, horrible. But I was so warm because I was so nervous. So my fingers were freezing and I was just so warm and just going through and when it was done it was luckily first thing in the morning uh so i always love to have a presentation first thing because then i'm done with it and i can enjoy yeah. the rest of the day just best I, I think that's the thing like when your presentation is last it's when you start to like you're thinking all day about it and you're not really concentrating on anything yeah. else so uh just, but i tell I totally doubt the whole idea of your hands just freezing cold while you're sweating. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Oh. It's just your body just not catching up with anything. So. No. And, 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 you know, I knew some of the people in the room and they were like managers of Four Vision and people I've recently met and some of my co-workers and it was just scary. So... Uh, I um on my second presentation that I did at that event, uh, I had Matt Barber walk into the back of the room. Oh. Uh, and if you want to talk about pressure to then deliver <laughs> something, it's when so it's when a senior Microsoft official walks into the room to make sure that you're not just trying to be heckled for like you know oh well you know we're adding this in or you know that yeah that's coming in you know all that sort of stuff. So, but no, that's all good. Um, but it, it's so fun, so you just keep yeah. on doing it, yeah. Uh, and I, the thing you find, at least I find, is that there's so many people interested in what it is you're saying um, that they just want, that's the reason they're there, is that they're, they're interested in you and what you are saying and, and everything coming out. So I, I, I think I've been lucky that I've not had too bad an experience with hecklers. Um, I think some people have in the community have been heckled by people that just want to be there and be awkward. But um, I think for the people that we know in the community and the people that we sort of like interact with, everyone is super supportive of whatever it is you want to do. So yeah. even create a podcast uh, when you're under 35 and in isolation. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> Such I, just, um, I, I saw a tweet yesterday, was it? Um, about someone saying, uh, even in this confide times, please don't be under 35 thinking about creating a podcast. <laughs> and I had to send it to Matt. <laughs> yes, uh, that that didn't that didn't rock my confidence about doing this this whole thing at all. So I had already said yes to it. Yes. So. <laughs> right, I'm yeah. gonna have to think twice about mine then. I think. 
See, it's always good fun to just uh, talk to you guys and to meet uh, friendly faces. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, this this is being recorded. It might not be. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know, it might all fail, but you know, we at least we had fun doing this. So, yeah, absolutely, that's the, uh, that's the fun thing. So, um, so isolation aside and everything else that's going on aside. Um, what are you guys doing sort of day to day at the moment? Um, you know, we've got wave one 2020 coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, do you guys have any interesting projects going on or what, what's your day to day looking like at the moment? So how about uh, how about you first, Joe? So at the moment, I'm doing a lot of work with a with an end user, um, basically just helping them with the system. But the main crux of the project is at the moment to get a an, an access, local access database application and pull that across into the common data service uh, using a canvas app instead did so, you say uh, did you say access access yes it is I, the most when, strangest access app i've ever seen it really when, is when you started saying that i thought you meant just like as in get access to something you mean <laughs> no. an access database as in that no. product that people used to build you would be surprised access yeah. is still super common and yeah and really what I see as Canvas apps being a really good replacement option for them. So part of why we're doing this is to sort of prove that point. But essentially the interesting thing is about doing this is that you're having to learn about how Canvas apps work compared to model-driven apps. And there's quite a lot of differences. So it's figuring out, so, so, so you go into it, so option sets are a good one. So for example, yeah. you go in and assume that, okay, well, in order to update an option set, I'm going to need to specify the integer value. In the canvas yeah. app uh no wrong you have to instead access the label it's got it's this whole object in power apps that you have to then like write out the option set name plus the value you then got all the different problems when it comes to doing your sort of filters collections getting data into collections yeah. so you can actually do something with it instead of querying it directly all sorts of little things like that which um have been interesting to find to sort of battle through um I know Internet. someone that has done a lot of great videos in yeah. the last six months. Yeah, <laughs> who would that be, I wonder? Hmm. Yeah. wonder, I... Uh, <laughs> um, but, but I think someone's just made a blog post about how to use option sets in uh, in Canvas apps, haven't they, Mr. Driven? Oh, oh yeah, I wonder, wonder who that <laughs> idiot is. Yeah, um, <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, it's part of it as well, doing a little bit, little bit with Power Automate Flows as well. Um, so what we're trying to do across the whole of the, the project at the moment is use don't be using um background work background yeah background workflows because they're going to be yep. the, the, well they're potentially going to be going in the future based on what we think is happening um so doing power to make flows send out emails to sort of do common tasks like that um but yeah the canvas app stuff is really um it's interesting but coming into it from a model driven app background i think it's probably more of a hindrance than a help because <laughs> because you've got all that baggage behind you and yeah. you just end up just flapping about for ages trying to figure <laughs> out stuff yeah so the one thing i say about the difference between canvas apps and model driven apps is that when you have a model driven app you start with basically all the tools that you need um, but you don't start with any of the, the data models. So um, the fact that in a Canvas app, you have to create a button that creates a new record, then you have to create the screen for that new record, then you need to create a save button, and on that save button, that does a certain thing for that new record. Whereas a model-driven app, you just like, well, click, okay, it's done. Um, so it is that 
I think you're right, coming from that model-driven background, I think we struggle a little bit to understand those complexities, but I think after a while, it just becomes second nature to you, so. But it does help in some other areas, so, you know, whereas, so, you know, one of the requirements is, okay, we need the ability to be able to export data views using, like, Excel or things like that as well, you know, so you, as you, as I'm sure everyone does when they're doing this, they go onto their favorite search engine, find solutions. You've got people doing Bing. crazy Bing, Bing, yeah, yeah Bing. Bing, absolutely, Bing reason, yeah. yeah. So, so, so you go onto Bing, and obviously the solutions on there are actually sort of things like, okay, well, you could maybe, you know, send it out to a flow to an email, and then print off the email and stuff like that. Doesn't sound great, but because we're familiar with model-driven apps, it's actually what you can do within a Canvas app: open up a, a view, a specific view in a model driven app pass, uh, within the canvas app itself and then that way once the user's in the view itself you can then have a pdf or an excel report then they can download again so it's things so it has its pros and cons you know sometimes you're having to figure things out and it's banging your head against the wall for ages but in other areas you can actually sort of think well hang on i can actually you know have a better solution here one that's actually going to leverage what model driven apps are really great at doing so having you know, the structured views and being able to export data and stuff like that um, and not necessarily having to you know implement solutions that just seem really you know what i mean it's sort of like yeah. convoluted yeah. and just not users just you know users and colleagues in the business can take one look and sort of go well hang on why am i having to do this yeah and you need to avoid that all the time so there there are some blog posts out there that just shows you the solution that you can do it's not a good solution but yeah. it does work and I made it work, so I'll blog about it. Yeah, yeah. Because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Yeah. <laughs> there, exactly. Yeah, there is always that. So. Oh, yes. But Marlon, uh, you being head of D365C practice, does that mean you get much time to build things anymore? Or are you more uh, like having to manage your team and, and build that up? Oh, no, because so far we're, we, uh, I was the first employee on uh, Dynamics. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's um, basically doing everything. <laughs> from okay. Now. Yeah, so we've got a new hire that is coming in June, and we're hoping to hire a few more. But the entire position we're in now with the Corona, it's just um, well, just destroying everything, every plan. Yeah. Uh, so it is sales right now. I'm doing this week. I'm doing a half day. Uh, training with a company in UK actually okay. on HR uh, consultant company just to get their consultants uh, up to speed on HR nice. uh, and uh, answering a public tender oh tenders love them Not. yeah yeah and a public one it's the government oh yeah it uh, takes up all my day. So it's a lot of sales and I have some other companies and uh, yeah, they, there's um, a million things to do. Um, yes, and only one person to do them. And not enough time. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the uh, one thing has been quarantined uh, while you're alone or with just a spouse or a dog or a cat or anything, then you have a lot of time and you can actually sit down and do things. Yeah. When you have a crazy three and a half year old running back and forth, you don't get that much done. No, I'll stick to chats. Yeah. Uh, I have a little bit, little bit of free time because I have two chats and no children. But uh, I think yeah. 
think if I want to, st- if I want to keep my time at the moment, I'll do that. So. But it's quite good. We found having cat invasions on our daily stand-up calls actually quite <laughs> quite fun. Yeah, so, one of my, so, so one of my colleagues has their cat Jasper that pops up. I've got either one of my two cats turn up sometimes. It helps. It sort of breaks it sort of. It, yeah, because these meetings always feel quite formal anyway. So anything just to sort of distract you away from it, just have a bit of a laugh, is always quite good. So you know. Yeah. My my team or, or my the company that with the Salesforce people and and everyone we have uh, daily meetings at nine o'clock in the morning. So we always start out our day because we have people that are living alone uh, that are single that doesn't see any other people during the day yeah. <laughs> so they would really like see other people yeah we have a meeting and it's great and we were some of us have kids and they tend to join the meeting at some times and there's <laughs> occasional dog and a cat and uh, everyone's in coffee and like they almost their pajamas on <laughs> so it's a uh, it's a great fun it's um it's good. I think you need to buy those pajamas that look like a suit or a dress, and then you can just <laughs> pretend like you're at work and naturally you're just still in pajamas. So. Yes, I I actually uh, had my one piece on. Uh, it's kind of a Christmassy theme with Christmas. Yeah, it's um, quite horrible, but it's very good too. <laughs> it's very good when you wake up too early and you have to go to the meeting and the kid is yapping and. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just good fun. So my so my one piece of advice at the moment is try and make your daily calls as early as possible because what you may end up finding is that you don't actually bother getting dressed or prepared for yourself until yeah. stupid o'clock in the day. So yeah, move your daily calls to ideally nine on the dot, and yeah. you will those problems will evaporate instantly. I assure you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. it's. Uh... I mean, ours are ours are nine oh five uh, every day, and it, like even before um, everything else that's going on in the world, uh, I was a remote worker for for about four years now, and most of my team are remote workers as well. So this is kind of, you know, it, it's not it's not normal, but it's not like the worst thing in the world. Uh, but one thing I did realize is that because because I'm so used to being at home anyway other people may not be so i kind of like came up with the idea of like having a, an open water cooler at the every at the end of every day so just a, a chat you can drop in and out of the last 40 minutes of the day chat about your day chat about the ch- the kids the dog the chat the the shopping all that sort of stuff and there's a lot of other things like that in the community um is it dave burrell's got the lunchtime yeah. thing yeah so every, every day at uh I think it's 12 o'clock UK time, so one o'clock in Norway. Uh, it's an open Teams meeting, and it's just for everyone to join. And there's always people there, so it's um, it's good fun. And you talk about everything and nothing, and the dogs, and uh, yeah. And uh, Chris Huntingford started started up the virtual virtual events hub. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think last Thursday they had uh, an open pub night where just a bunch of people joined and got drunk on a team to together, <laughs> which sounds hilarious, and they should have recorded it. So, <laughs> maybe not. It depends on who you are, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. for everyone. So, um, right, before we wrap up, um, Marlon, do you have any events that you want to advertise? Uh, we've already spoken about Nordic Summit, but if you want to advertise it again, go for it. 
or anything else you're doing at the moment? Summit.info is the webpage and the call for speakers are open and we just had to change dates. So it is now on the 7th of November in Stockholm, Sweden. So we are trying to, uh, well, we're not trying to beat uh, Scottish Summit because that's just crazy. Uh, yeah. But we are, we wanted to create uh, all the UGs of the Nordic countries have gone together to create one joint summit to see if we can make it even bigger and better and uh, join all our efforts. So I think that would be great and possibly uh, Corona free by <laughs> November. <laughs> One would hope, yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm looking anyway. forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm. Ra, I'm. Ra, I hope to get there. If I'm. Uh, if I'm lucky enough to be selected as a speaker, I just may need to speak to you and Jonas and Sarah and <laughs> ninety other people uh, and butter you all up quite nicely to, uh, to get in there. Joe, have you submitted? I believe I have. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Okay. I've not. I've not got any bribes purchased yet. Um, I'm winning. I don't know what the best thing is: chocolate or just a cold hard cash, maybe. It depends on the person. Depends on the person, yeah. So I need to do my research a bit more. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've got stickers. Everyone likes stickers. So you, can't, bring you, can't, you can't eat stickers, stickers though. Unless... <laughs> That's a good point. You shouldn't eat stickers, no matter what. <laughs> you shouldn't eat stickers. Don't eat stickers. <laughs> Well, you could, That's well, you could, the name of this podcast is episode one, Don't Eat Stickers. <laughs> yeah. No, but wouldn't it be good? You could t take all the community stickers and make them into like biscuits, biscuits with like icing on. Imagine that. You know what? That's not a bad idea. I yeah. I only need someone artistic enough. I mean, mine's easy. Mine's just a G. <laughs> my yeah. sticker. But can you imagine trying to do the root, like, you know, the XML, XML, uh, Fetch XML editor? I can't speak. The fetch XML builder. Sorry, sorry, Jonas. Sorry, I was just talking about just talking about you yesterday. It's all good. Um, or doing one of those logos in uh, as a cookie. Nah, I don't think I could do that. So it would be fun. That would be an yeah. episode of its own. <laughs> you recreating <laughs> cooking with Matt. Yeah. Cooking with yeah. Matt. Yeah. There you no. go. Just do that instead of as a series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, Joe. Do you have any events coming up? Maybe on the twenty third of April. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. Yeah. So yeah, so we got our next virtual user group. Thankfully, the good the good thing about Corona is that we can obviously make it a virtual event. So yeah, we've got we've talked about that already in terms of the speakers that we've got. Um, above and beyond that, I don't think there's anything else happening really. Um, I might be. I'm actually speaking at an event this weekend. Uh, I should know the details for this. It's, um, we'll edit this bit out. Yeah, it's like um, so. Oh god, what's it called? Uh, right. Hey, Matt, here's a good time for you to just do some conversation. <laughs> yeah. Conversation. Whilst I try and find. So, out, I'm, I'm like... hoping that uh, the UG summit in Barcelona in the end of June will still yes. happen. Me too. Uh, I I think uh, my company has rebooked the flights. But I don't think we've rebooked the hotel, uh, and we may not do uh, until close to the time. I hope it'll be uh, it'll still be on. But you just yeah. you just participated in the, so you know you're you're the the talent MVP. Um, you've just participated in the virtual MVP summit. Um, what was that like to kind of try and have a, a whole UG virtual? Was it as you expected? 
Uh, well, no, because this was my first MVP summit, so I was really yeah. looking forward to it. Um, I don't know. I had some teams issues. Uh, I think we all had teams issues. Yes. Uh, but uh, it was it was good fun. I learned a lot, and um, it's always great chatting to the other MVPs and. We had this forum where we could chat, and um, it was it was great fun. Yeah. It really was. But uh, of course, I it would have been a lot more fun to actually go to US. And... Yeah. It's like I remember the first time I went to Microsoft in Reading because uh, they have a HQ in Reading, and I thought, oh, I finally made it. I've got I've made it to Microsoft. <laughs> and you were actually going to the mothership in Seattle. So I can imagine. Uh, I think you'll get there one day. Uh, yeah, I hope year. so. Because so. you, you still, uh, tomorrow is a deadline day for adding contributions for MVPs. So yeah. you go from tomorrow to 1st of June uh, until you find out if you can, are still an MVP. <clears throat> That's a long time. Yeah, it's uh, a little, little nerve-wracking. It is. It's, it's just like when the period from you're nominated until you find out if you got it or not. The horrible times. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen you speak at several events. You were speaking at Scottish Summit recently. Um, I met you in Brussels uh, when we spoke at UG Focus together. Yeah. Um, you're hosting Nordic Summit. You're still writing blog posts. You've changed your um, blog I... URL now. <laughs> so, I, you know, I can't imagine there being... Uh, I, I, I think they'd be silly to not... You're my MVP. Oh, thank you, Matt. Oh, you're a charmer, aren't you, Matt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great of a video calls me. Yeah. Um, was that enough time, Joe? Uh, yes, I've enough? actually... Okay. Yeah, so, so, so if you're watching... That was this... so smooth. Well, that was said so it was cut. No. Cool. Yeah, who cares? Who cares about Marlin's MVP yeah. nomination? Yeah, right. Here we go. So, um, if you're watching before the third and the, or the fifth of April, there is a conference, Empower Your Career. It's a virtual conference. So, it, obviously, with what's happening with coronavirus at the moment, people, you know, may unfortunately lost their job. You know, now is potentially a perfect opportunity for you to actually get skilled up in something new in a useful technology area. So. Uh, this conference, which has been organized by Victor Dantas in the US, who I think is an MVP, uh, is basically just all about giving introduction sessions, level 100 sessions across Power Platform, Dynamics 365 and things like that. So I'm sure there'll be lots of really fantastic speakers on there, um, of which I do not include myself. I will be there speaking, um, talking about how you can use Power BI with the common data service, service aka Dynamics 365. So um, it might be recorded, um, so you can watch it afterwards. If not, um, be sure to attend, certainly if you are looking to broaden your horizons, because, you know, rather than doing what I've been doing during this crisis, which is basically sitting and playing video games all day, you should be learning. You should be learning about new stuff and empowering your career forward. So don't do what I'm doing. Do this instead. Yeah. <laughs> do, it, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Just uh, make sure you don't throw your clicker across the room while you're trying to explain power. Bit <laughs> so I'll, I'll smash it into the camera. Yeah, the camera. There you go. Go like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for joining me on this inaugural episode uh, where we talked about our first times. Uh, we talked about all things. Uh, 
all things Origins and all things uh, Power Platform. So thank you both. Uh, and yeah, it was great chatting to you guys. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Frammy. Bye. Bye.